I'm honored to be here. Just feel the presence of the Lord. There's a lot of angelic activity in this house. The joy of the Lord is getting ready to break loose in this place. Praise God. Let me describe, this is my pre-sermon sermon, all right? Just while you're standing, I just want to echo what pastor has said. This is the season of restoration. And the spirit of restoration is in this house. The Bible says this, that if a thief steal to satisfy his hunger, don't despise him for that. But if you catch a thief, he has to restore sevenfold, even all his substance. The word restore in the Hebrew has no, has no English equivalent. When we think restore, we're getting something back that is equal to what we lost. But in the Hebrew, that's not the case. It's always seven times greater. It's always more. God wants to restore your health today. God wants to restore your marriage today. God wants to restore your finances today. How many believes that? Hallelujah. And God wants to restore your faith today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Joel chapter 2. I know my assignment today. And just bear with me please. Because we're going to try to interact with some videos and pictures. And we'll figure it all out. Joel chapter 2. You know the promise of Joel chapter 2 talks about. That he will restore to you the years. That the enemy has devoured. So even the text that I'm going to read from declares that God wants to restore you. Every missed opportunity, every missed miracle. In fact, the Bible says redeeming the time. That the spirit of God wants to go and redeem something that has been lost and that's time. The word time there in the New Testament describes the pinnacle, the appointed hour the decisive epoch or the decisive season that we've missed seasons we've missed opportunities we've missed miracles but god loves his people so much he says i'm gonna go back and redeem all that and bring it to your present so i'm here to tell somebody that's been mourning over some loss and over some trouble and situations and you felt like you, you just lost that business. You lost that contract. You lost that relationship. You missed an opportunity or call of God that you had on your life. But God is saying, I'm going to redeem it. I'm going to bring it back. And I'm going to give you an opportunity today to step into not only what I had planned for you back then, but what I have planned for you right now. How many believes it? Hallelujah. Joel chapter 2. Hallelujah. The angel that you saw, Pastor... And there's a reason why you saw it is because it wasn't just any ordinary angel. And I want this church to hear this it was the angel of the Lord that God is going to send before your pastor to take territory, to take nations, to take cities and to take counties that what God is saying, I put my words in your mouth, speak. And heaven will respond. Bind and heaven will respond. Rebuke and heaven will respond. That whatever even God has put in your heart, Pastor, heaven has sent the resources to make it happen. This church isn't just for Terre Haute. It isn't just for this county. It just isn't for this state. Come on, somebody. 
that this is a worldwide, amen, harvesting revival center that's going to touch every nation on the face of the earth, that God has sent you the help that you've requested because you realize how great the mission is and how many resources you need. And heaven says, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and I'm going to pour out more than enough help, more than enough anointing, more than enough power, more than enough ability. Heaven's attention is upon this house tonight. Come on, the heavens are open this morning. Ask and it shall be given. Hallelujah. Got to read my text. Joel chapter 2. says, be glad then you children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain moderately measured. And he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. He's the cause, but you're the reason. He will cause to come down for you. That heaven is saying this morning, whatever you need, will cause it to happen. Whatever you want, it's going to be yours. That God has set before this church this morning in open heaven. And this is what I hear the Holy Ghost saying. It's time to make it rain. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to make it rain. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for this great congregation, this great man of God, the angel of this house. God, I pray you bless them. You strengthen him. You strengthen this congregation. Do today, God, unmistakable miracles. Do today, God, unexplainable miracles. Help us to go beyond what we're comfortable with. Give us a demonstration of your spirit and power. Do what only you can do. And God will give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated if you'll clap as you go down. And just give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In James chapter number 5, it talks about the prophet Elijah. And it talks about the prayer of faith. And it talks about uh, uh, asking God and confessing your faults. And then it tells us, Eban, that Elijah was a, a man. Eban, he was a prophet, Eban. And it, he prayed fervently. And the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And then it tells us about Elijah, it says that he prayed, Eban, and that it rained not six months, and the heavens obeyed, and it did not rain. And then he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. But there is a passage here that sometimes we mistake and we overlook, and it says Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. That God, even declaring the power of the prophet, reminds us. He meant he had the same shortcomings, the same issues, the same faults, the failures, the frailties, even that we all face. But yet he was able to pray. And when he prayed, heaven obeyed. I'm here to remind somebody right now, amen, that you got power with God. You are anointed. The enemy has tried to tell you, amen, that you don't have faith. And I'm here to tell you, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have faith. You wouldn't have made it through what you made it through if you didn't have faith. That you've got all the faith that it takes, amen, to pray, amen, and ask heaven to rain down, and heaven will rain down. 
Somebody shout praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That God wants to do the impossible. The word of the Lord declares, is there anything too hard for our God? And the Lord spoke to me in prayer and told me to tell you today, amen, bring your hard thing to him and watch him work. The thing that you think is impossible. The Bible says with men, it is impossible. But with God, amen, all things are possible. That just because you're in a powerless situation, a situation that you have absolutely no control over does not mean you're without hope. Jesus saying with man's ability, knowledge, it is impossible. Man doesn't possess the power or the ability to get you out or to get you through. But then the holy text even puts that conjunction right in the middle of the problem, that word but. It's a phrase, amen, to introduce a clause, amen, contrasting with the already mentioned information. Amen, that the text is saying, yes, amen, men can't do it. Amen, human doesn't have the ability to help you, but God has the ability to help you. That when you introduce God into your powerless situation, amen, his great mercy and his grace comes to deliver you, heal you, and give you the miracle, amen, that you need. With men, it is impossible, but it doesn't matter what the it is. It doesn't matter what the situation is because with God, all things are possible. In every miracle becomes achievable. Every amen power becomes available. That when God releases his ability into your situation, everything changes. When doctors can't, Jesus can. When the lawyers can't, Jesus can. When when, mo- when men won't, God can. God can and God will. And the power of God is in this house right now. In just a few moments, I'm going to tell you stories that I'm really not allowed to even tell a lot of places. Because God and I have a covenant, and that is this. That I will allow him, amen, to use me in miracles, amen, that are so great, amen, that I won't tell anybody. I don't publish it on social media because I realize, amen, if I want to touch him, if I want to interact with him, I've got to make myself as nothing. That the lower you go, amen, in your flesh and you hide yourself under the cross and you humble yourself, the higher you can go in God. Come on, somebody. I'm hungry for the supernatural. I'm hungry for the power of God because I realize the revival that God wants to send us, amen. It cannot come through organizational ability alone. It cannot come through administration alone. We need that, yes, amen. It's, but it's not going to come on the back of a program. It's going to come when the hurting come in here and they receive a miracle, when the dead are raised, when cancer disappears. Come on, somebody. And God moves in situations that people knows impossible and they leave this house telling their friends come see a man come see this Jesus who healed my body and there's a revival and there's an opening over this district of the supernatural power of God heaven is open now hallelujah I want to help you today and I'm going to make a statement that's probably going to shock you but you don't have to have perfect faith You just have to open up the door to the possibility that God will do it. Hear me. You don't have to have perfect faith. You don't have to have it all figured out. 
You just have to open up the door that the possibility that God will do it. And when you open the door, God comes and picks you up and takes you the rest of the way. Bear with me just for a moment. Mark chapter number 9. There was a man that had a son that had a dumb spirit. And he teareth him and he foameth and he gnasheth the teeth and he pineth away. And this man spoke to the disciples and the disciples could not cast him out. And he answered him, Jesus answering him, he saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. I'm going to explain that verse in just a second. Verse 20. They brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tore him, and he fell to the ground while foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes he cast him in the fire and into the, the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus answered and said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway, the father child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. The reason why he called the disciples faithless was because when they were faced with the situation they could not handle, they did not ask God for help. But when the man, he meant acknowledged, the father acknowledged that there was doubt present. There's some fear present, but I need your help. What the man was saying was this, not only does my son need to be healed, but my faith needs to be healed. And when the man asked Jesus for help to believe, Jesus helped the man to believe. He cast out the spirit and he healed, amen, the man's son. I'm here to remind you today, amen, God never turns anyone away who asks for help to believe. If you're having some difficulty today, it's okay. It's not fake it till you make it. Rather, it's saying, God, I believe, but my faith has limits. So I want you to help me to go beyond the limits help me to go beyond what's comfortable come on somebody if you can do anything i'm giving you permission now if you can do anything i'm giving you permission to go beyond what i'm comfortable with i'm opening up the door to the possibility amen i'm allowing you jesus to go beyond my limited experience with you just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean that god can't do it we know god about that much and God is so big and so broad and so deep. And he wants to take us into a deeper knowledge and revelation of who he is. Your mountain and your trouble is not a sign that God hates you. Rather, it's God giving you an opportunity, amen, to, to, to receive a miracle because the mountain, amen, and the trouble and the sickness, amen, is just hiding the glory of God. But on the other side of the mountain, on the other side of the sickness, it will let faith take us over that and through that and beyond that. You're going to see a revelation of a God that can do anything, that what he did in the Bible, he's still doing today. There are apostles. There are there are pastors, there are evangelists, there are teachers, and there are some believers, and there's some believers in this house that's going to release God to take them beyond 
their own limitations. Lift your hands and praise him. Come on, lift your hands and praise him. Come on, why don't you shout, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. There are four waves of angels. The first wave that's in this house right now is what Pastor talked about. Refreshing and renewal is in this house. That God said he's releasing even the angels, which is the host of the Lord. It's the army. And the army's coming back to refuel and resupply. Amen. The, the people of God, the same angels that minister to Jesus after his temptation is in this house right now. There's, there is supernatural help for you right now. There's supernatural. I know you're tired. I know you've lived under condemnation. I know you're living under the spirit of failure. I know the spirit of suicide has tried to get a hold of you. But there's some angels in the house that wants to take their wings and wrap them around you and restore you and renew you and bring you out of the wilderness. Your wilderness season is over. The trouble ends today. Everything is shifting in this house right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second way. Amen. His angels of refuel and resupply. Amen. That there are angels of finance in the house. There's inheritance coming that you didn't even know was coming. There's contracts coming that you didn't know was coming. There's bonuses coming that you didn't know was coming. Come on, somebody. He said, I'll restore the years, the years of missed opportunity, the years of missed finances, the years where the enemy has came and, and devoured the seed that you sow. But God is saying, everything is shifting now. Everything is shifting now that the sower and the reaper is going to overtake the sower before you can get it in the ground, before you can get in the offering plate. There's multiplication, multiplication of every financial need come on come on somebody God will put you in a situation where you can't to show you that he can you're not smart enough you can't figure it out but there's an anointing there's an anointing that says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world It's not in my notes, but the third way. Warring angels. Hear me. You can be seated if you like. You can do cartwheels if you like. You can roll on the floor and have a seizure if you like. We'll just call you blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But there are people that you've witnessed to, that you've called, that you tried to disciple. And they rejected it and they didn't want it. And, and it wounded you and discouraged you. But the Lord is saying, make that call again. Reconnect with that relationship again. Because he's saying, I'm sending out warring angels. Come on, somebody. That the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. God is giving us warring angels. That's going to go and battle against the spirits of darkness. And those that haven't been hungry are about ready to get hungry. Those that have said no are about ready to say yes. Oh, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. You prayed for it. And God says, I'm sending you the help. I'm sending you the resources. 
because right behind that is the harvesting angels. This building's not big enough. The next sanctuary's not big enough. Why? Because this is not just a church for Terre Haute. It's a regional church. It's a multi-state church. It's a multi-country church. Let God take you beyond the limited scope of your own human reasoning. Come on, lift your hands and praise him. Lord, I believe. And Lord, help me to get under my feet everything in me that's saying no when everything in heaven is saying yes. Help me defeat everything in me that's fearful when you are ready to give us the oil of joy and the spirit of gladness. Put your hands and praise him just for a moment. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. He said, ask and it shall be given. He said, he said, uh, you have not because you ask not. That the text about prayer always declares in the affirmative, God's ready to answer. Come on, somebody. I realize you're tired because you feel like your prayers have not been answered. But you're one prayer away from God answering that generational prayer. You're one hallelujah. Don't you give up now. You're closer than you've ever been. I'm getting ready to share some stuff with you. Blind Bartimaeus, you've been blind a long time. And blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus had come. And he could hear the crowd and he could hear the uproar and he could hear the praise. I'm trying to help somebody's faith today. And he asked what was going on and people were were telling him it's Jesus of Nazareth. So based on what he heard but could not see. Based on what he heard but could not feel. He began to press towards it. He began to cry out for that which he heard. And as he began to cry out for that which he heard, that which he heard came to him. And as that which he heard came to him, that which he heard asked him, what do you want me to do? And he said that I might receive my sight. And Jesus healed the blind man. And based upon what he heard and what he asked for, but could not feel and could not see, there was a moment in time where what he could not see and what he could not feel, all of a sudden he could see and all of a sudden he could feel. If you will go towards what you're hearing and the preached word of God and the miracle stories and testimonies that you've heard, that you heard, that you've heard, that you heard, if you'll move towards it, you'll begin to see it. If you'll praise him for it, you'll begin to feel it. Don't wait till you see it. You'll never never see it. Don't wait till you feel it. You'll never feel it. If you go by what God has said, everything you need for your miracle is found in that word. Can you praise him for his word? He sent his word and healed them. His word has power to create limbs. His word has power to create organs. His word has power to create universes. And the power of the word is in the house. Hallelujah. You can be seated just for a moment. <clears throat> just bear with me as I make myself very vulnerable today. 
But I trust your pastor. And I trust this congregation. Hallelujah. God has... I'm just going to say it. I pastor because it feeds our calling for global missions. Are you with me? Hallelujah. But what I'm getting ready to tell you that is happening overseas, God is getting ready to do right here. That COVID was a shift for me, a focus not only globally, but for regional and local revival. Bear with me, I'll explain. We were in California preaching for Pastor Delgado, and we had a move of God that Sunday morning. We had 55 people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he has a man in his church that's been working with uh, a man by the name of Pastor Kaya. Pastor Kaya is a member of the parliament of the country of Uganda. Trinitarian pastor. Just a nominal Trinitarian pastor. And they asked if we would come. And we said we would come. And we came not only at the, the invitation of Pastor Kaya. But we came at the invitation of the parliament of the country of Uganda. That when we got to that country, they provided for us the diplomatic buses that they used to house and, and, and uh, uh, tra- travel for ambassadors that come from different nations. And they provided us 24-hour security and, and uh, soldiers with AK-47. We were the safest people in Uganda. Hallelujah. Police escort everywhere we went. And you needed to get through the traffic in that country. It's crazy. And we arrive and... We've got direction from the word of the Lord and we know what to do and we're going to do what God asked us to do. So that first service in that church in uh, Kampala, uh, we preached the word of the Lord and we preached the gospel. It's amazing how power the gospel is. If you fall in love with Acts 2.38, baptism in Jesus' name, come on somebody. And we, we, we need to fall out of infatuation with deeper revelation until we obey the first revelation. Come on, somebody. If you can't shout at Acts 2.38, don't expect God to give you anything deeper to shout over. So we went there. They knew nothing. Preached that first service there in Kampala. We had 76 people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They were blown away. They didn't understand it. What's happening here? The Holy Ghost, Acts 2.38. The next morning there in Kampala, we had a pastor's meeting. And there were several pastors there and. I'm teaching on the new birth and the importance of Jesus' name baptism. And as I'm teaching and preaching, you can feel the room getting kind of tight. And when I finished, it was absolutely silence. There's nothing that scares me more than a silent church. Because either I have failed or they're about ready to kill me, one or the other. Neither is pleasant. And the Lord spoke to me. I said, God, I need help. He said, let them ask questions. I turned to Pastor uh, Kaya and I said, ask them if they have any questions. And this older gentleman, distinguished gentleman on my left stood up. And he said, I speak for everyone here. When he said that, I'm like, this is going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. He said, tell us again the truth of Jesus named baptism. And tell us where the lie, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost got started. And I... I Retaught briefly what I just taught and the place went up in smoke. They begin to shout. They begin to dance. They begin to leap because that old bishop 
who has a church of thousands and thousands and has uh, many daughter works under him uh, that runs several hundred, uh, some even a thousand, gave them permission to receive what I was teaching. Because they did not have a baptismal tank, we could not baptize them. Otherwise, we would have baptized every preacher there, right? So, word of wisdom. You don't have a baptismal tank, you better get one. So, we were leaving Kampala, going to uh, MPG, and we, we bought a, one of those blow-up $30 pools for a baptismal tank. We get there, and it's, uh, the day sessions are for pastors and ministers in that area. The night sessions are for the village. And we set up that baptismal tank, and uh, you, you got to understand, this is a, a church that has bamboo sticks, and it has UNICEF tarps over it, and it's got a tent set up beyond that, and it's just got wooden benches. We're in the jungle. And it's their dry season, which that would have been important information someone should have told me ahead of time. So we set the baptismal tank up, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting to, to speak, and the Lord told me to preach on Jesus' name, baptism. Y'all all right? And so they tell me that it's their dry season and there's no way to get water. That if they went to the river, it would take seven, eight hours to fill that baptismal tank. And we ain't got that time because the next day we're going to Iganga. And I said, well, I know what God told me to do. And we don't change what God told us to do based on how we feel or based upon what the situation is showing us. Are you hearing me, friend of mine? Hallelujah. We just built a $3 million building. And when we started, we didn't even have the money for the blueprints. And we said this, if we're going to build this building, every dollar we raise for the building fund, we're going to send that another dollar overseas to build churches in India. Come on, somebody. I don't know how it happened. Amen. But we have our temporary occupancy permit and every bill is, every bill has been paid. What God is saying is this. He wants you to get out of what you can do and start flowing into what he can do. He wants you to take some risks today. He wants you to expand your faith today. He would, come on. I know you've been in this thing a while and you've seen a lot of stuff, but greater's coming. Greater's coming. You've seen the former rain, but the latter rain is getting ready to come seven times greater than what you, we've ever experienced in the history of our churches. Be seated just for a moment. So bear with me as we attempt to do some multimedia stuff here. And if we could cue up the first video, but don't play it yet. So I get up to preach. Preaching about baptism to an empty baptismal tank. Come on, somebody. You need to preach to your cancer, even though you don't have a cure. You need to preach to your debt, even though you don't have the finances. If you don't, God works this way. Word first, then manifestation. We want manifestation, then word. But God say, no, you got to, if you'll, if you'll speak it as God sees it, soon you'll see it as God speaks it. If you'll speak it as God sees it, soon you'll see it as God speaks it. Just just bear with me here. So I get up to preach, preach about Jesus' name, baptism. I just gave them instructions on how to receive the Holy Ghost. If we could play that first video, uh, I believe it's the first video. These are all pastors, pastors' wives. 
their children. I'm showing you this video to show you that the sun is shining. The place is dry. It's their dry season. We're speaking the word of faith. We're getting ready to lay hands on them. And God is getting ready to feel them. These pastors that never heard about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. These pastors that never heard about Jesus named baptism. And as we begin to pray for them, they start receiving the Holy Ghost. And as they start receiving the Holy Ghost, the power of God begins to fall. And as the power of God begins to fall, all of a sudden the wind begins to blow. Are you with me now? The wind begins to blow. The tarps begin to move up and down. The tent begins to move. And all of a sudden we begin to feel little drops of water coming down out of the holes in the tarp. If you could stop this video and go to video number two quickly. And the rain began to fall. And the rain began to fall. And the rain began to fall. And you can see how dry the ground is because the rain is just puddling on the ground and they're on the ground speaking in other tongues. I would to God that we would get so hungry, even that if the air conditioning doesn't work, it doesn't matter. That if the ground is muddy, it doesn't matter. I want more of God. I want the rain of the Holy Ghost. I want the former and the latter rain. Come on, lift your hands and your voices and begin to praise Him. Go ahead and stop that video if you would. Oh! I feel that same anointing there. I feel it right here in this house right now. I prophesy an open heaven. I prophesy finances. I prophesy miracle upon miracle upon miracle. Signs and wonders and demonstration of the Holy Ghost is getting ready to flood this house. In spite of your failures, he wants to give it to you. In spite of your mistakes, he wants to give you the miracle. Get beyond yourself and let God love you. Stop interpreting his love through your mind and interpret his love through his word. He has not dealt with you and rewarded you according to your iniquities, but according to his great mercy. Come on, lift your voices. Lift your voices. Who's hungry for it? It's in the house. It's in the house. It's in the house. It's time to make it rain. Come on, it's time to make it rain. It's time somebody preaches to that dry, amen, prayer light. It's time for the Holy Ghost to rain. It's time for somebody to prophesy to your dry praise worship light and, and, and let something new happen. Let something greater happen. Come on, somebody. There's no limits. There's no boundaries. There's power in this house. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost is moving. I want to help your faith. God wants to help your faith today. I got pastor's permission to continue. You can stand, you can shout, you can fall, you can holy roll. We don't see too much of that anymore. I don't know 
if we're not holy no more or what? As they begin to worship and they begin to shout, the wind became stronger and the rain became greater. If you could play the next video, this shows them worshiping. It's their dry season. It doesn't rain in their dry season. Every well in the village was dry. There was no way to get water. The road beside us, as you're going to see in a moment, became like a river. It was so full. They begin to take buckets and they begin to take barrels and they're collecting the rain that's hitting the tent. Look at the road. Come on, look at this barrel of water. That didn't come from a well. It came from heaven. Look how full the baptismal tank is. I said, look how full the baptismal tank is. It will preach his word. God will honor his word. He'll confirm his word with signs following. God filled that tank with rain from heaven this is the first person that we baptized his name is Rashid he's a Muslim this is the second person we baptized this is a Trinitarian pastor's wife that received the Holy Ghost and now she's being baptized in Jesus name come on somebody come on somebody come on somebody that night we preached to the village And water was so scarce in the village that in the afternoon they came and took water out of the baptismal tank because they had no water in the village. When we spoke the word of faith that night to receive the Holy Ghost, guess what happened? It began to rain again. It didn't rain once during the dry season. It rained twice during the dry season. It rained enough to fill every well in the village. It rained enough to refill the baptismal tank. We baptized a 102-year-old elder of that village in Jesus' name. We left in PG and went to Uganga. When we got to Uganga, they had the fire truck there to fill up the baptismal tank. Because the preacher said this, if we don't fill this baptismal tank, Pastor Lane's going to make it rain again. Because this is what they said. They said, your preaching convicted our hearts. But when God sent the rain, the rain convinced us that what you were saying was true. Heaven is ready to help our faith. Heaven is ready to help us give us a harvest. The world needs confirmation. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Heaven is ready to confirm his word today. Come on, lift your hands and your voices and praise him. Come on, worship him. Come on, worship him. We're going to speak the word of faith in a moment and it's going to rain. We won't show any more videos, but I'm going to tell just a couple more stories. Remain standing. 
Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Go beyond what I'm comfortable with. Go beyond my tradition. We got to go beyond our limited experience with Jesus and allow him to be the God of the Bible. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We went to Iganga. We preached in Iganga. We baptized several hundred people in in, uh, Iganga. By the time we got to Iganga, the word of the miracle at MPG happened. Uh, got, got to Iganga. When we got to Iganga, the night service, we had over 3,000 people present. I'm not talking about UPC. I'm not talking about apostolics. I'm talking about groups of Trinitarians that are hungry for the truth. I said they're hungry for the truth. During the day sessions, I would teach on, on the new birth, the oneness of God. There was a new station called UBC, Ugandan Broadcasting company that was there their battery ran out and they were only able to record a few sermons at the beginning but they weren't able to record when i taught on the new birth and the identity of jesus so they said this can you come back to kampala and let us record you teaching in the studio i said yes i can go back so we went back and we spent that whole saturday and they recorded me teaching on the new birth And the identity of Jesus Christ and holiness and separation. Those videos have been playing since January of 2020. And the Ugandan government, the parliament, has asked us to come back and do a youth meeting and teach on abstinence and have a Holy Ghost crusade. If we'll ask for power over nations, God will give it to us. I said, if we'll ask for power over nations, God will give it to us. If we ask for power over Terre Haute, God will give it to us. If we ask for power over Indianapolis, God will give it to us. If we'll ask for power over Indiana, God will give it to us. Come on, somebody. Just a couple more testimonies. I'm I'm trying to obey the Holy Ghost. In India, we preached in India. And Telangana, and Telangana, we had a, a, a Holy Ghost healing crusade, and the place was packed, and and they worship 3.3 million gods. You go in there and tell them there's one God in Jesus' name. All of a sudden, miracles begin to happen because God wants them to believe. I want to help you. God wants to help you to believe. When we would pray for the people, tumors would just disappear instantly. There was a man that was crippled and lame and blind. The first night, he received his healing, and he was able to stand up, and he was able to walk, but he was still blind. The second night, when we prayed for that man, God opened up his eyes, and the blind, lame, uh, crippled man was totally and completely healed. But when we do this, God always sends me for one person. There was this one lady that when we spoke the word of faith, I don't have the video, I wish I could show it. You could hear demons leaving people as we spoke the word of faith. She fell down on the floor and she began to uh, throw chairs and the preachers couldn't control her. Because the preachers, the only thing they know is six months of search for truth, then they're required to go out and start a church. What's our problem? Six months, that's all they get, search for truth. Half of the information in that Bible study is not correct anyway, but anyway. And they go start a church. I see an army of people 
that, that have years of Bible training under this great pastor in this great church. God has equipped you. It's time you go out and take your city. It's time you take your neighborhood. If you'll step out in faith and get risky, God will back you. What would you do today if you knew God would back you up? What would you attempt if you knew God would help you? Long story short, and I wish I could go into the details, but I was able to take some pastors and show them how to deal with the demonic possessed. The demonic possessed person is still a person. You minister to the hurt. I said, Rebecca, that was her name. Rebecca I said, God sent me here all the way from America to help you. And I said, you're bound with the prince of India. And I said, God has given me dominion over Asia. Wish I could tell you that story, how God gave that to me. I've got that. I know that. That's in me. God's given you dominion over stuff. Things that you suffer and survive, you have dominion over it. Stop letting the devil intimidate you. Because you suffered, but you survived. You've got dominion. Wish I had time. I said, Rebecca, that spirit energy when you were five years old, when you were molested by your uncle. That spirit screaming, that spirit struggling with her. And I said, Rebecca, you can be free if you want to be free. And I rebuked the spirit. When I rebuked the spirit, Rebecca began to cry. She lifted her hands. And when she lifted her hands, she immediately began to speak with other tongues as God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Rebecca goes back to her village. You got to get this. Rebecca goes back to her village. There are no churches in her village. For generation and generation, it's been owned by Hindu family. No one can buy property there. There's never been a church there. Rebecca goes back. And in six months, she won 60 people to the Lord. Before she came to that conference, because they worshiped the, the, the demon spirits of the forest, she would fight, she would scream, she would rip her clothes off, she would run out all hours of the night. The witch doctor of the village couldn't control her. Now she comes back and she's dressed holy. Being clothed and in your right mind is a sign of deliverance. If you're not in your right mind and you're not clothed, you got some issues. But we can take care of it. So she goes back. The witch doctor is astounded, astonished. And the witch doctor said, if your God is this strong and this good, I want to serve your God. Rebecca, six months into her new birth experience, cast devils out of the witch doctor, prayed the witch doctor through the Holy Ghost, baptized the witch doctor in Jesus' name. Now we got a church there. But we don't have any land. The witch doctor said, or the ex-witch doctor now, said, I will donate 10 acres so we can build a church. So we sent them the money. We built a church. The witch doctor's family was so upset. We had to build a church. We had to dig a well. They were so upset that they poisoned the well. When they poisoned the well, all the other wells dried up. So everybody from the village had to come to the church to drink the water of the well. And the only people that got sick were the two sons of the witch doctor that poisoned the well. They called for Rebecca to come pray for them. When Rebecca came prayed for them, they repented. God healed them and filled them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That revival has taken over that village and there's only one Hindu family left in that entire village. The rest are apostolic Jesus name, tongue talking Holy Ghost filled people. The first church in that village is the first church. It's the book of Acts church and now they're taking other villages around them.
time to make it rain. It's time to make it rain. The forgotten equation of the miracle is you. You got to realize you got a part to play. Oh, I hope this is okay, Pastor. But this isn't just happening overseas. I could tell you the seven deaf and dumb children that received their hearing and ability to speak in Thailand. And I could tell you multiple stories and incredible. But in Illinois, Pastor Jeff Lashley's church, there was a first time guest there, an older lady that had only had 10% of her hearing. When I went back and prayed for her, I asked, what would you like the Lord to do for you? She said, I want my hearing back. I said, okay, Lord, she wants her hearing back. Help her faith and restore her hearing. When I said that and touched her ear, she fell back in the chair, began to speak with other tongues as God filled her with the Holy Ghost. When she got done speaking in tongues, her eyes got real big. And she said, I can hear. My hearing has been restored. Five other people in that church that were either deaf or hard of hearing. When that miracle happened, it helped their faith. And five others received their miracle of hearing. I'm just here to tell somebody, it's not just, it's not just overseas. It's right here. It's right now in Washington, Indiana. Just a few weeks ago, we had 47 filled with the Holy Ghost and we had 16 baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayed for a man in Kansas City. Spoke the word of faith. He had boils all over his body. When we spoke the word of faith, amen, all of a sudden the boils just disappeared. And his skin was just as pink and new as a baby. Jesus is the same on every continent. Jesus is the same in every nation. Throughout all time, it's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. We came back. Who help me, Holy Ghost. Came back from Africa, got connected to a pastor by the name of uh, Pastor Steve Taga. He's from Zimbabwe. He pastors a Trinitarian church on the west side of Indianapolis. I began to teach Pastor Taga a Bible study about the new birth. And this went on for, for several months. And finally I told him, I said, I said, Pastor Taga, if I can prove to you from the first verse of the Bible... That Jesus' name, baptism is correct. Would you obey it? He said, absolutely. So I said, Pastor, I said, it says in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens. The word heaven is is a compound word in the Hebrew. Heaven is the word hasha, which we get the word hashem. And mayim, which means water. Hasha or hashem is the name. Mayim means water. So when the Hebrew people say heaven they're saying the name and the water if you want to get to heaven you got to have the name at the water when i said that his eyes got his half dollars he said i'm going to go tell my church on sunday if they don't accept it i'm leaving the church and i'll start all over with another church and i'm coming to liberty tabernacle and you're my pastor 
The church didn't receive it. He left. We baptized him in Jesus' name. God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. His family and his kids come to our church. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And there's more like him. I said there's more like him. Why? Because God wants it to reign. God wants us to give us dominion over every culture, over every nation, over every city, over every street. You don't realize how powerful you are. These signs shall follow them that believe. I want you to follow me. When I step, I want you to step. What's your name? Connor. Connor is studying me. He's watching me. The word follow is the word used for discipleship. Where the disciple studies and watches his, his master. So he recognizes his, his mannerisms and the way that he walks and the way that he talks. We're his disciples. But the Bible also says these signs shall follow them that believe. That we make miracle signs and wonders so hard that we think we got to somehow twist God's arm to get it done. And what we don't realize that in the spirit world, as Connor is following me, there are miracles, signs, and wonders in this house waiting for your next step, your next move, your next word. Come on, somebody. And at your command, at your command, the supernatural is available. Heaven is open. At your command, the supernatural is available. Come on, somebody. Your miracle's in the house. It's not far away. It's here. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's with, it may be out of sight but it's within reach the kingdom of God is at hand ah! that your voice isn't just worship him oh. turn your neighbor and say it's time to make it rain it's time to make it rain I'm going to close with this. Then I'm going to give you instructions. Oh, do you feel what I feel in this house? The conversation with Jesus and the woman that a daughter that was possessed with the devil was this. I can't give you the children's bread and cast it to dogs. But she said, the crumbs that fall from the master's table is enough to heal my daughter. Her chromology is better than most people's theology. She said, I don't even want the whole loaf or the slice. I just want what's left over. And God said this, that when he pours out the spirit, the rain, the latter rain and the former rain, he says that your Floors shall be full of wheat. He said, I'm going to inundate you with so much supernatural miracle signs and wonders and blessings and favor. He said, you're going to have so much left over that your floor is going to be full of the crumbs. If one crumb can bring deliverance to one girl, I wonder what would happen if we really stepped into this thing. If we really believed this thing. If we really got a hold of this. Because we're not entitled to the crumbs. We're entitled to the whole loaf. But God is saying, come on somebody. I'm going to give you so much bread. I'm going to give you so much bread. I'm going to give you so much bread that everywhere you walk you can't walk without stepping on a miracle. You can't walk without stepping on a funny 
financial blessing. There's a miracle for your marriage. There's a miracle for your mind. Heaven is in this house today. Oh. Oh. We've been working in Ethiopia. Last time I was in Ethiopia, I got extremely sick. So sick I could not push my suitcase. Hear me. Because this, this is important for this church to hear. It's important for you to hear. Because the spirit of intimidation is getting ready to be broken off some of you. I got so sick. And I didn't have COVID. I was just sick. But there was a big group of us. And my son, my youngest son, tested positive for COVID even though he didn't have COVID. We missed our flight. My wife and my son, my youngest son, and I had to stay back. And so we had to get another, another COVID test because we knew it was negative. We got another COVID test. It was negative. But by that time, the only flights out of, of Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, for, for the next two weeks was business class. And it cost us $30,000 to get out of there. Hear me. And as Brother Desta, the general superintendent of Ethiopia, is interpreting the test that, that was positive, his eyes got real big. And he said, if I would translate the doctor's name that said this is positive from Amharic to English, it would be interpreted Dr. Terrorist, Dr. Fear. We eventually got on our flight. Still sick, very, very ill. By the time I land in Dubai, as soon as the the airplane touched the ground, all my symptoms lifted. And I was completely fine. The pain was gone. Renewed energy, renewed strength. And then I realized this. It's in Dubai. UAE, United Arab Emirates, is in Asia. I have dominion in Asia. God is still working with me to give me dominion in Africa. But what the devil doesn't know is what you suffer and survive, God gives you dominion over. And in prayer, God said, I let you know the doctor's name. Hear this. This is for you. I let you know the doctor's name because it's the spirit of Africa is afraid of the apostolics. It was Dr. Fear or Dr. Terrorist because when my people go there, they instill fear into the heart of the enemy. Hear me, friend of mine. You suffered because you, you actually intimidate the adversary. So the adversary has been afflicting you because he's afraid of you. Did you hear me, friend of mine? What the enemy fights, he's afraid of. That's why you've suffered. That's why you've gone through what you've gone through. But today, everything's going to shift. God's going to give you dominion. Come on, somebody. And everything that's been against you and everything that's fought you. Come on, somebody. That dry season you've been in. God says, I'm going to lift it now. I'm going to break it off you now. And the rain's coming. The rain's coming the rain is here your miracle is in this place